Hi, I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and you're watching our show, Ways to Love Your Money. We have a wonderful guest here that I personally know. This is Mr. Sunny Kumar. Thank you for joining us today, and you know, we'd love to hear a little bit about what you do and how you help people. Great. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, my name is Sunny Kumar. I'm a, mm -hmm. a wealth mortgage banker with U.S. Bank. I've been there for about three years, and I've been in lending for about 13 years now. Um, we just really do uh, our best to connect with our clients, uh, regardless of uh, wealth tier. Okay. And uh, you know, our my specific goal is to work within our wealth management team mm -hmm. to uh, to complete mortgage transactions that can be purchases, refinances, and uh, that and that's up to one to four units uh, okay. is considered residential. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about that, because that, that's a big topic today, you know, one to one to four units and, and how much people have to actually put down on whether it's an investment property or not, but it's a little bit different than commercial, right? Absolutely. So a little bit less requirements, but they still have to have some requirements, right? That's right. And it, it does vary, um, uh, very, you know, there's different uh, occupancy ratios mm -hmm. as well as, um, uh, you know, uh, large uh, amounts of loans versus, uh, you know, smaller loans. So it does, okay. it does vary. From is there a cutoff with how many loans they can have for units in, in California or uh, across it's the board? It's more of an, uh, an investor guideline. Okay. Uh, so it depends on, again, the specific scenario. Um, most lenders will keep it under uh, eight okay. uh, investment properties, and sure. that's kind of following Fannie Freddie, uh, okay. their guidelines. Okay. Um, but it does kind of vary depending. Um, and then when you work with our wealth team, sometimes uh, mm -hmm. we're able to uh, you know, be a little bit more creative in that regard That's too. That's good. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that interest rates have been coming down from the Fed side, but we were just talking before off camera that you had said that you would think that interest rates would be coming down further with mortgages, but it's not really ha having that effect yet. It's true. It's very volatile right now. Okay. Uh, the reason why rates are so low is because of, um, you know, some of the domestic uh, mm -hmm. uh, reports that we're getting, but also some of the geopolitical things going on uh, internationally as okay. well. So it's really hard to follow as to how long um, th these trends are going to continue. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one big indicator for us is the U.S. Treasury, uh, and uh, the rate, the, the the prime rate right now is very low. Sure. And you would think that uh, interest rates would follow mm -hmm. that a little bit, sure. but they're not quite there. That's what most um, people think. I got an email this right? week from a client that they're like, "Oh, well, interest rates are so low." Well, how long does it take for it to actually affect the consumer if it's Changing at the Fed level and coming down and U.S. Treasury, you know, notes and things like this. If it's if it's changing there almost immediately, how long does it take to translate to a, to the consumer side? It's usually yeah, pretty instantaneous, and so that's uh, what we're kind of wondering is if there's another outlier that's keeping rates where they are. Okay. Um, I just I think in general the economy is just very uh, you know very trepid, and okay. the, uh, it's more of a measured mm -hmm. uh, change as as opposed to uh, such a large uh, fluctuation. Does so, it deal with like consumer confidence? What is it really? It's just a little, uh, just a calculation combining all those mm -hmm. uh, components. And as I mentioned before, it's not only just domestic uh, influences, but what's, what's happening um, internationally, whether it's Brexit or mm -hmm. uh, in China and things like that. Uh, okay. Those are also big factors because international investors will put money into the treasury, which sure. as a, a byproduct will also yeah. lower our rates. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, it's what I, I what I've been telling my clients and uh, you know people that are reaching out is it's hard to say if the rates are going to continue to get mm -hmm. lower but I do think that they will be low for the uh, you know for the coming months okay. just because of uh, just the ongoing uh, as I mentioned brexit is coming uh, coming due end of October which mm -hmm. uh, most people are feeling that's not gonna 
be uh, a, a, a you know a final conclusion to that, and so. Sure. I think that's just. I've even been hearing there. something about LIBOR not even really being looked at too much going forward in the future. Something's changing there. Is is have you heard something similar? Yeah. So that's always in a discussion. There's been there is some scandals with LIBOR as far as uh, tampering with that index, and um, so for the U.S. market, I, I believe uh, investors want to be in control. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they want to use a trustworthy, uh, which LIBOR has in the past, but mm -hmm. there's been. That's been called to question lately, okay. and so I think they've so been it's trying changing. to. Okay. Yeah. So nothing, nothing uh, in the pipeline. Uh, there's always speculation, but mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there that was uh, something that was mentioned recently as well. Okay. And I know there's some news about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac trying to become, you know, independent. Let's say from the government now and become, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, let's say investor based, you know, and and kind of raise capital to to move that in that different direction. Um, is that affect how your loans or loan funding is FHA versus or Fannie Mae, Fannie Mae versus let's say conventional? Is that something that's having an effect, or has it pretty much stayed the same? Yeah, a little bit more speculation, and I think uh, that's been a uh, long-term discussion about mm -hmm. possibly privatizing Fannie and Freddie. Right. Um, they haven't been uh, government backed for very long. It's uh, they've had a bit of a short history, but it's been there to um, you know to be there for a. Uh, benefit to the consumer mm -hmm. and there's been a little bit more regulation uh, by the government there mm -hmm. and so you know you have your different factions that would prefer that type of uh, influence be privatized and so okay. uh, the reverberations the the, the you know the crit uh, critics say that rates may increase as a result of it because now you're privatizing <laughs> it and there's no uh, real reason to keep rates low uh, in that regard but it's uh, again something that really hasn't affected us mm -hmm. um, lately uh, or recently, and it's hard to say if it's going to affect us in any time soon. And, and those are programs that are really better. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but better for first-time home buyers. Is that accurate to say? Um, they definitely are because it is basically it's more uh, mandated based off of the loan amount. Mm -hmm. And so, typically, um, just to use rough numbers, anything under four hundred eighty-five thousand is considered okay. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and they do allow. Um, there's more, you know, products available with five percent down. Sure. Uh, down payment assistance programs to back those, mm -hmm. and that also works in conjunction with FHA. Um, so those are um, just just monetary wise, they are going to be uh, you know faced towards the okay. uh, first time home buyers and things like that. But not to say the jumbo programs. Um, obviously, when you have a little bit more uh, uh, loan uh, mm -hmm. investment as a bank or an investor, you want the consumer to have a little bit more <laughs> hair in the deal, as they sure. say. So mm -hmm. they want to make sure that. With, even with the U.S. banks programs, you know, we can put as little as 10% down okay. um, on the jumbo product. But on um, the first-time home buyer side, the uh, Fannie Freddie uh, options do provide smaller down payment options. Okay. And so from, um, let's say, a 30-year fixed perspective right now, what are the rates coming down to now, let's say, for something conventional or something mm -hmm. under that $485,000 mark? Yep. So um, they are again. It's there's a lot of uh, adjuster-driven requirements. Mm -hmm. You know, what's your FICO score? Mm -hmm. What's your loan to value? Um, the occupancy if it's an investment property, primary residence, right. second home. Um, so to your, you know, for your basic consumer, they're just trying to refinance their mm -hmm. primary residence. They have a decent loan to value. Maybe they have 20% equity in the home or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably looking in the mid to uh, mid to high threes, uh, okay. like three seven five, three mm -hmm. six two five, mm -hmm. um, depending on the scenario. Um, 
And you know, we always want to make sure that we're quoting both the note rate and the APR. Sure. And you know, we have clients that'll bring in uh, quotes like you know we're getting a much lower interest rate, but mm -hmm. uh, that's something that we're always conscious about that we want to. Uh, balance the lowest loan amount, mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, the lowest interest rate, mm -hmm. but also make sure that that, that you know that we're not charging, um, mm -hmm. gouging them with uh, fees as some um, as, as some lenders out there tend to do. And so, right. so that's something that I always tell my clients: make sure that when you're getting a quote, make sure you're judging it apples to apples. Right. A low interest rate is great, but if it's char if it's costing you fifteen thousand mm -hmm. dollars to save yourself a couple hundred bucks a month, it's probably not the best. Right, uh, best well it's good, interest. I mean, looking at it from a suitability standpoint, right, and giving them the knowledge versus the shock after they get done, right? Absolutely. So then for your jumbo loans, what are you looking at for 30 year fixed? Um, pretty close, they're actually okay. kind of running line uh, in line. Um, and that's what I mentioned off camera is that I've thought usually the jumbo rates tend to be a little bit lower mm -hmm. than the conforming rates and therefore, and it's not just US Bank, it's just, it seems, that uh, the larger banks uh, are kind of following suit to Fannie Freddie, okay. uh, given again this tumultuous time, not mm -hmm. knowing where rates are going to go, sure. um, and it also becomes a volume issue for um, for uh, banks. Mm -hmm. They want to make sure that you know if we're if we're offering you a rate, it's not going to take us six months to complete sure. that transaction, sure. um, because uh, you know as 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 many have gone through the transaction, it's it is a uh, it's a very involved process that you know there's a lot of uh, obstacles and pitfalls that we try to help you through. Mm -hmm. um, but we want to make sure, I think that's the, the biggest concern I think is uh, turn time. We want to mm -hmm. make sure that the uh, the product is being delivered to the customer right. within a reasonable time frame. That's good. Well, and I think when we kind of take this all into perspective because people think it's a direct translation from when the Fed reduces rates to you know what that's going to be on you know the interest rate you know barometer for them to do a refinance of their home, mm -hmm. um, and I know that there's always a different rate usually for a cash out refinance as well. So that's mm -hmm. usually a little bit higher. Am I accurate with saying that? Yeah, for the most part, um, and we can kind of compartmentalize this too. Fannie Freddie, mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a higher adjuster mm -hmm. to take cash out. So if your loan amount's at 485 or lower, um, you're going to be paying a little bit more of a premium for cash okay. out. Um, once, well, there's a, there's a mid-tier called mm -hmm. the uh, high balance conforming. Okay. Uh, U.S. Bank, we allow our portfolio product that's also considered jumbo to cover that mid-tier as well. Some lenders okay. in San Diego County, for example, will, uh, won't consider anything jumbo until you get up to 690. Mm. So I know I'm giving you a lot of uh, ins that's and okay. outs of everything here. I think people here. need to hear this, yeah. But, um, but uh, in general, for the cash out, once you go over 485, um, there, portfolio products are better because they don't have those larger mm -hmm. adjusters. I know U.S. Bank specifically, as long as you have 75% uh, LTV loan mm -hmm. to value in your home, uh, we don't we don't charge an adjuster. So it's, it's a really great product that That's way. Great. And uh, so yeah, so I think uh, cash out is a great time to get cash mm -hmm. out. I know a lot of uh, our clients have been doing that. I think I myself have, have also. Uh, Dipped into our equity to uh, see what you know, mm -hmm. what other improvements you can make on your home, any other investments that could you know, or buy uh, other investment properties. Absolutely. Right? Um, mm -hmm. So that's been uh, it's been a great time for cash out, just because mm -hmm. we're in a great uh, time frame here, where um, a lot of the properties that we own mm -hmm. have gained a lot of equity, and the interest rates are low. So. Well, um, and one thing because it's very busy. unique to um, U.S. Bank, and that's these. You know, uh, a lot of people get a home equity line of credit, but the interest mm -hmm. rate, you know, fluctuates and floats. So mm -hmm. when interest rates are low, it's not so bad. It's when interest rates start to creep up, right? Correct. But what you have very unique is you have like a 20-year program that locks into the payment, 
uh, payoff for 20 years. It's not just a floating rate and it's a fixed rate, but at the same time, it doesn't just pay interest to itself. It actually pays an interest in principal payment, which might even be less than that floating rate. Exactly. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, there's uh, various uh, equity products that mm -hmm. we offer. I think you're mentioning the, uh, the fixed rate option mm -hmm. that we have. Um, it's uh, amortized anywhere from 20 years to a 30-year option as well. Okay. Um, so it's just like a small uh, second mortgage in that mm -hmm. regard. Um, and with that, you're able to pay it off. It's amortized mm -hmm. and it's paid off in a timely manner. So that, uh, and then on the, on the flip side, we also do offer a traditional home equity line. Mm -hmm. um, that one is actually a little bit more aggressive because it's interest only, but we don't have any prepayment penalties in the I sense see. that you could always pay it down to zero. Mm -hmm. And um, as long as you're not having a balance, you're not paying right. any interest on it. So it just depends on your level of flexibility and, mm -hmm. and what your what your uh, goals are. Well, I think that those are tools that people need to know about. Absolutely. And it's sometimes not just about getting cash out, but it's having a purpose for what we need to do, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, People may want to get in touch with you. How do they get in touch with you? They can either call us at the show, absolutely, or, or they can they can actually reach out to you. How do they reach out absolutely. to you? Absolutely, I always have my uh, phone available to me. Okay. I feel like it was vibrating while we're ta doing this uh, interview right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my phone number is six one nine eight two three two three one one, which is Perfect. my direct number. Um, and then via email, uh, my U.S. Bank website. Those mm -hmm. are all. Those are all options that we're looking at uh, and available to take uh, any questions or concerns. Well, we appreciate your time. I think this is a conversation that people need to hear, especially when they're hearing, you know, the Fed is going to probably reduce interest rates again then another two times this year. Um, how does that translate to the person, right? Because right. they're all rushing to the bank. Well, they might have a little bit of time here. They don't have to, you know, completely jump ship into that. But what I think is very interesting is that you're not really seeing it translate into rates as much as people think it is. So right. get an analysis, get some kind of knowledge before they actually, you know, dip their full uh, feet in the water versus just a toe. Yeah, we always get loan estimates from, mm -hmm. you know, XYZ lenders and okay. just we want to make sure that the consumer is getting the best deal and, mm -hmm. and that's the best way to do it is have that conversation okay. and um, kind of conclude Good. that way. Well, we want to thank Sunny for being here today because I think this is some great insight that people need to hear. Uh, please let us know your feedback and if you want to get in touch with Sonny, if you didn't get his number, please reach out to us at 619-640-2622. We'll definitely get the two of you in contact. But again, get that analysis done. Look at what your options are because it might not make sense. Just like Sonny was saying, there might be fees or, or points or something like that that maybe wasn't um, part of the equation that you got a quote about. Uh, but he wants to give you kind of full clarity on this. So again, we want to say thank you. I'm going to say stay tuned because I have a little story to talk to you about in a few moments. And uh, it's been a pleasure to have you. A pleasure to have you, Sonny. And, thank you. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and I wanted to bring up a client story uh, for you just to kind of hear about because this might be speaking to you and I think it actually talks to a lot of people right now especially with thinking about gosh you know I want to pay off my mortgage as fast as I can or you know if I am wanting to refinance and do something what's the purpose of this so this particular client scenario which is a really interesting story this is a doctor and his wife and she's a student still but they're in their mid 40s and they have a condo that's worth about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars um, that's great, um, but the other portion of this is is that they have a mortgage on this home 
um, that's fairly small, about $205,000 on the first and about $130,000 on the second. So what they're paying combined uh, is roughly you know, $3,850 per month. So very expensive debt for what it is, but the bigger cost, which this happens to a lot of people out there, is that they live their lifestyle so much that they're always having a relationship with credit cards. And that's why I go back to our book, Wealth by Design, because in Wealth by Design, we talk about having a relationship with credit cards, but really changing that relationship, which, you know, waste all of your money is all about a respect for money. So we don't want to have this, you know, codependent relationship on credit cards and paying in arrears, you know, um, this month for paying off the credit cards. So this particular uh, couple got into big trouble because they're making, you know, this is a physician, they're making great money, but there's really not a whole lot of money put in the bank. And their biggest problem is that, yes, they want, they were paying off the credit card each and every month, but then it finally started to catch up with them. They were overpaying for things on credit, which was a big problem. And now they're ending up with $131,000 worth of credit card debt that they're not being able to pay off every month. And they're basically paying more than $10,000 a month to this bill for these three different credit cards. So my strategy or scenario was, well, if we can get a better relationship and we can get a commitment from people not to actually use their credit cards, but to work within their means of their lifestyle and not uh, have this fear of, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get out of this credit card debt. It's about reeling it all back in. So, so our suggestion was this. Uh, what if, you know, we have a lot of equity in this home at $750,000. Again, this is a couple that's paying a lot of money to tax and they really haven't had a great relationship with their cash flow. So our suggestion here, and this is one that they took, was take out about a $450,000 loan to combine their first and their second and then add in the credit card debt, which is not everyone's wish list to do, but it's the difference of cash flow. So think about this. They were spending $3,840 or $3,850 per month just on the two mortgages, plus another $10,000 to credit cards each and every month. So almost $14,000 a month. With the refinance alone, the refinance actually at, let's say, 4%, but we just had Sonny on the show and he said anywhere from 35 to 3.8% is what people can get today. They're still under that conforming rate of $485,000 because we're just looking at about a $450,000 mortgage. So we know that they're going to actually get a better rate on this mortgage than what I'm even quoting. But the principal and interest payment now for $450,000 is right around $2,100 a month not including their property taxes because they don't have their property taxes impounded now. That's now going to be a cash flow savings of just about $12,000 per month. Think about it. Cash flow savings of about $12,000 per month. Now, if you have that kind of savings when you actually do a refinance, I can't tell you how many times, almost 100% out of 100%, that people will tell me, well, I'm saving that much money. I had someone in recently and they said, oh yeah, we refinanced and we're saving $800 a month. Well, fantastic. Where are you saving it? And it's that same dumbfounded look I get from every single person. They say, well, what do you mean? Well, you just absorbed it into lifestyle. Think about now the increase in the uh, mortgage interest deduction that you just lost because you refinanced. Now your payment is lower and you don't have deductions. Well, in this scenario, if you could save anywhere from $800 to $12,000 a month, now I want you to save it. Chapter five in the book, 
by Wealth by Design by me, okay? Chapter five is all about the wealth recovery account. Every dollar that you find, you wanna set up a wealth recovery account that actually where all this cash flow savings is gonna go back because if you have a cash flow problem or you have a savings problem or you have a retirement um, savings problem, well, let's find the money to put those things where they need to be and recover the wealth that financial institutions, lifestyle, banks, government have been taking away from you for so long recover those dollars and see what you could actually recover in accumulation if you save that money yourself. So our numbers here were, you know, uh, for them, it was about $144,000 per year. And we just kind of did this for the next 21 years to get them to age of retirement at a 5% growth, which is fairly conservative. Um, that's a loss of wealth of about $5.2 million. So I asked this question to people, how much of that $5.2 million do you want to recover? Most everyone says unanimously 100% of it. Now it comes to the discipline. Are you going to save all of it? Are you going to save part of it? Are you going to save none of it and let these financial institutions continue to take advantage of you? So ask yourselves those questions out there because just like this couple, it's been an epiphany for them. They are very intelligent people. They thought they should have figured this out themselves. But again, you need a proper financial advisor, a proper financial coach, a fiduciary to help you with every financial decision that you're making in your life. Do that cash flow analysis, that budget that most people don't live on anymore, but find out where all these dollars are missing and you need someone that's a proper professional advisor to help you out with that. So if you want a cash flow analysis to find out how much money we can help you find, and this couple, this couple right here was over $145,000 per year. I mean, this is significant stuff, people. This is wonderful. If we can actually recover even $20,000 per year for you, wouldn't you want to know about it? It's uh, one of those things. If you want to know about something that turned out not to be true, do you want to find out when you're in retirement and you can't do anything about it? Or do you want to figure it out right now? Make a difference. Make a change now. Call and get your cash flow analysis uh, information worked on so that you can actually know and find the money. So if our average client out there is basically uh, in a situation where we're helping them find about sixty to $70,000 per year, what if that's you out there and you're procrastinating? So don't be a professional procrastinator. Take advantage now to give us a call at 619-640-2622. Let's get a control on your cash flow so that you can actually recover wealth in that wealth recovery account that we're talking about and start building your wealth over you know, many years to come over your working years. And maybe it's going to be like 5.2 million like this couple. Who knows? But maybe it's even more than that. Or maybe it's a little bit less. But any money recovered is a better dollar than not being recovered at all. So stay tuned for more episodes to come. We would love to hear your feedback about ways to love your money. Again, we want you to have a better respect for, for your finances, for the, the money you've been so blessed to be able to grow and uh, build and, and um, basically accumulate. Um, now is your time and you should have a stronger relationship with what you are working towards and that is every single day trying to make money so that you can actually have the retirement, the dreams, the goals, desires actually developed for yourself so you deserve the best. If you want the best, give us a call at 619-640-2622. Let's get you started.
The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.